welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. The Well Played group is made up of educators passionate about making learning immersive and fun. Today, Tisha and I are talking about all things gamification. Let's introduce ourselves. Tisha? Hello. My name is Tisha Richmond, and I teach culinary arts, and I'm the discovery lead teacher at South Medford High School in Medford, Oregon. I'm Michael Matera, and I wrote the book Explore Like a Pirate, and I absolutely love making learning as fun as possible, and I think it really unlocks students' imaginations, and it was a pleasure to write the book Explore Like a Pirate, which really talks about gamification, game-based learning, and really using game mechanics in the classroom. So today's, today's topic is really just wide open, all things gamification. The idea here on the podcast Well Played is it's going to be a conversation between uh, educators who are like-minded and passionate about making learning playful and joyous. And really, you're invited to be a part of these conversations, listen to us. But it's just two, three, four old friends talking about our classrooms and what's working and things in our life that we pulled ideas into the classroom to make it that much better. Awesome. So Tisha, to start things off, <laughs> that's all right. So we're promising you audience that we're not going to edit anything. So you're, you're going to hear us as we are, which again is really part of the flavor, right? We want you to be part of this and this is all natural. So Tisha, you are a high school teacher doing gamification in your culinary, I am. culinary arts class. And if anybody don't doesn't follow Tisha, you need to do that immediately. Her Twitter handle is at Tish Rich. That's T-I-S-H-R-I-C-H. Uh, you will literally salivate by the tweets she puts out. Her students making all <laughs> sorts of delicious concoctions. Uh, this This is not a typical cooking class that I ever saw in when I was in high school. So it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. And gamification has just really completely transformed what I do in my classroom. And um, it's created an, an environment that is just so much more immersive than it ever was before. And I thought it was pretty immersive to begin with. But adding in the elements of gamification and story has just completely taken the class to another level. So it's been it's been really fun. I love it. And you, I mean, like you said, your course was already pretty pretty darn immersive. Uh, so that says quite a bit, like you feeling that sort of pop in engagement and really able to take kids to a different level in a class that was already pretty engaging. Right. Well, you know, I think what I have found um, the, the biggest, I think, change or transformation in my class has been just the level of collaboration that has occurred and the amount of creativity, um, it just has skyrocketed. And I think the, t the team aspect of my class, um, again, is something that has always been there. I mean, we've always been in teams in culinary arts, but um, students are working together um, differently than they've ever worked before. I feel like they are really, um, they're cheering each other on and they really value each other and what, um, each member of the team is bringing and they are continually um, just encouraging each other to improve and 
there's just a, it's just a different kind of dynamic. And I feel like students in, in the class, since I've gamified it, they just um, bonded more, they become more of a family. And then I feel like the creativity um, has just, again, it's been taken to another level where students are really um, empowered. I mean, they are taking the skills that they're learning and they are creating these amazing, um, these amazing creations that are completely their own. And I think that I love that because students, um, they realize, I think at a point that they don't really, they're learning these skills, but then they really don't need the recipe. I mean, they have learned these methods and skills um, through a variety of ways, through a variety of challenges and immersive learning that's happened in the classroom. And then they're able to take that learning and create just um, these amazing things. And so I think those those two aspects of gamification have been what I've really noticed um, has been has been the biggest change. And I I really couldn't ever imagine going back to how I did things before because it's it's been that powerful and and, that, um, and it's just fun. I think that you know I have more fun teaching than I've ever had before because it's like continuously trying to think about new ways that I can add another dimension. And that's really it, right? That like, I don't know. I mean, I had that same experience of uh, constantly thinking about ways to add gamification and not in a burdensome sort of like, oh, I have this constant work to do, but just this excitement, exuberance of like constantly feverishly looking at things in life, whether it's on, you know, a television show, a movie, a book I've read, a game I've played, a video game, a board game, a card game. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, anything like my Visa Platinum, whatever. I don't have Platinum, but <laughs> you get the idea. Right. Like anything that gave me ideas for the classroom, it was just this constant drive. And it was so fun to think Absolutely. about ways to use those mechanics yeah. in the class. And then the second point you said, which I absolutely love and have to totally agree with is I can't imagine going back. And it's not even like, I'm not even like trying to sell it to anybody. My, like the the point is like I can't, I don't right. even understand teaching without it anymore. Like it's just now a natural way because of what I see it do for students and and uh, students as well as myself. I mean, it is really fun to to plan out a lesson. It's really fun to think about things you can add in the classroom and see it play out. I mean, really, we are the sort of game makers of that classroom and of that learning experience, and it's really neat to see it all come together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I think it's fun to, to watch the students interact with the game. And I think that's what um, keep it, keeps it exciting is because as you see students reacting to the game and, um, and interacting with the game, then all, you know, your mind starts spinning with, oh my goodness, like I, this would be, you know, based on how students are um, responding, like all of a sudden your mind starts coming up with new ideas, new mechanics that you can add in and, and, like sometimes I'll be, I mean, there's been days where I thought I was going to go a certain way with a lesson and last minute I'm like, no, like I have this idea, I'm running with it. And, um, and it just, it, you know, you're adding twists and turns all the time that keep, keep it exciting and, and making the learning really come alive for, for kids. It's awesome. And I totally agree with the inspiration. I was just watching master chef, um, this week being spring break and I was catching up on some other episodes and 
Um, and I noticed that they, this last season, I hadn't watched the most recent season, but they wait, wait, have this, a totally wait, different structure wait. with how they chose. Is this, you know, is this a spoiler alert? Like, should we, should we stop here and not tell anybody for those of you that are watching MasterChef? <laughs> like, did we? I don't know. I watched it on Netflix, to be honest. I don't even know how long ago this episode aired, <laughs> but. Um, for those of you who don't know, Master Chef is my theme for my Culinary 2 class. And so I've kind of based my whole classroom structure on the Master Chef. So I don't know. I'm sorry if that spoiled it, but it was a it was kind of a neat twist that I thought, wow, I can I can add this maybe this new dimension into my game this time. So, you know, I think but I agree. You're just continually looking at at things differently. Um and and coming up with new ideas to work in. And I, what I want to point out too is, I mean, Master Chef. I I am t- I am not a culinary arts teacher by any means, but a hobby I have. I absolutely love to cook, and so Master Chef has just been a fun show to watch. And I've been watching it, I think, since the first year. I don't catch every episode or anything, but uh, even as a social studies teacher. I have borrowed and stole so much from that show. So I want to make sure everyone realizes like, yes, Tish is a culinary arts teacher. And obviously that show can lend itself really well to gamifying her class. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, it's awesome to gamify any of our classes. They do a lot of neat things with group work. They do a lot of neat things with in sort of intentional impediments to, to doing the task at hand that really could happen in any one of our classrooms. Right. And I think it's fun. I mean, I love watching the MasterChef Junior because you kind of get a taste of what the, what it's like um, in my classroom when students are really like rooting each other on. So you get that kind of feel when you're watching MasterChef Junior and like they're all, you know, the four kids are like bringing their dishes up and they're all standing before the judging panel trying to figure out, you know, anticipating what's going to happen next. And they all are just so... Um, supportive of each other you know and they're so emotional and so just immersed in that moment and I think that that's you know that's what you I find in my classroom too you know students are um I they're just they're all they're just really um bonded they're they're all in yeah so there's this level of like the good intensity you know and emotion that I think is involved that I didn't really anticipate happening before I started yeah, and for those of you that haven't ever watched MasterChef, it's, not that it's ex- yeah, it's it's an exciting show. It's an exciting process in your class. MasterChef is, you know, there's so many competitors. I think it starts with like 20 or like that. And each week they have like a task they have to do, right? Like so they'll lift up this little box, this mystery box, you know, inside it will be, you know, the things to make a cake. And it'll be like, oop, you have to make a cake right now. Or, you know, sometimes they'll just be weird ingredients and it's like, do something with squid right now. Um, but it has these elements, right, of like mystery. We don't know what's in the box. There's some game elements. Like if you win the initial challenge, I don't know what they call that, but like the, there's like two challenges in every episode. And if you win the first one, you're the, you then automatically like get a buy for the second challenge. You don't have to compete in it. You're kind of guaranteed to the next day. And that challenge... Right. That's where the mystery box challenge comes in, and whoever wins gets to sort of dictate what they do for the mystery box. I think, right? They take them in the back, and they'll say, you know, should they have to make, you know, homemade lasagna, right. or should they have to make, you know, this, that, or the other? Um, and then they kind of go upstairs, right. and they get to sort of like 
oversee the others that are down in sort of this pit <laughs> and having to make make the challenge that they picked. So uh, for if you haven't watched it, it's a fun show, but I just wanted to make sure everyone kind of got this idea and that there are lots of game mechanics that are uh, at play in that show. And again, ones that I think we all we all could use. And I love, Tisha, your point about this, this good intensity, right, that comes out in a gamified class. Right. Because playing, playing is intense, right? Yeah, like when we absolutely. Were, when we were kids, right, <laughs> we were intense about like make believe. I, I have a six year old daughter, and she's so cute. When uh, when I play with her, and it's just it's all make believe, but she wants it to be so serious. Uh, we were playing like mm -hmm. this. She was pretending to be a waitress, and it was my mom and I were playing with her, and she had sat us at two different tables. And then when I started talking to my mom, my daughter was like, you, you don't know her. Like, you're just, you're two strangers at a restaurant. Like, I'm the waitress. Right. <laughs> but like, there was this intensity. I was playing it wrong. Like, I don't, she's not my mom. Right. She's just another customer. Right. Right. But it, it's this good intensity you're saying. Like, she wanted to get it right. <laughs> she wanted me to play my role. And it's, it's again, like, that's a great example of it's in all of us, this play, this spirit. Right. And done right and fostered correctly can produce such an amazing experience anywhere in your classroom or, you know, just a playful event at somebody's house. Right. And there's just, there's no, there's so many ways that you can go about doing it. I mean, that's the, that's the awesome thing. I mean, you can, you can tap into so many different things that you're passionate about. So, you know, like for me, the Food Network was just a really good fit. But for other people, you know, you might be really passionate about books or board games or video games or movies, you know. And so you can bring in all different sorts of ideas into into your class and you can structure your game in just a million different ways. And um, I think that's what's fun, too, is it's the pers personalizing it and really making it something that fits for you and your class. And I totally believe that if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're super excited about the theme, then that, then that is going to be contagious and your kids are going to get excited and passionate about it too. Yeah. So it's, it's been an awesome journey. And I, I mean, I, I think you're so right that like there are so many ways and places to get ideas from. And, you know, I, Maybe we should take a step back. I mean, as this is our first episode of Well Played, uh, you know, we keep talking about the game or your game, um, you know, and really we should probably remind everybody that it, it that, that can sound nebulous, that can sound very large. It, that game doesn't have to be very large. It can be for a lesson, a unit, or in Tish's case, in my case, mm -hmm. we have gamified the entire year. So the year or the semester has a theme to it, you know, and, and the kids move through that theme. But uh, even with inside that, even with inside our year-long games, there are twists and turns and, and chapters of a story, if you will. So, you know, even if you look to designing a full-year game, don't think that you're locked into something. I mean, you can really do anything. You are the game Absolutely. designer. Absolutely. So, but I, I don't want to make sure that we took that moment to step Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Well Right. And I always tell people to start small. I mean, I did not start when I first started gamifying. It wasn't like I designed the entire semester into a game to begin with. I kind of tested it out and tried a unit of study to see if I could wrap my head around it and see if it worked. And it just happened that it was so successful that 
I decided to expand that unit into another unit and then it became a semester and then it became my other class. So I think, you know, you have to bite off as much as you can chew. And for some people that is, I'm going full bore and I'm going to gamify everything and gamify the entire <laughs> semester a year. And for other people, they just need to take a more manageable chunk, you know, and it's, it's fine either way you do it, but you can definitely start small and, and create something amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. I mean, I, I you got me to chuckle there. Cause I mean, that's, I, you and I both did the bite off more than we could chew mentality, but I think I'll definitely own. That's how I am. I mean, if I get an idea and I want to do it, I typically don't want to take baby steps. I'll do it. Uh, but with that said, you don't have to. You don't have to go about that way. Uh, but I think Tisha and I both kind of went whole hog. But I, I also want to add, Tisha and I have also always tweaked our game. I mean, this isn't something that was done. You know, I think this year, Tisha, you, right. you've you've added a lot more items and power ups to your game. That was something that is this your third year gamifying? Yeah, absolutely. This is my not a full third year, so I'm I'm kind of I'm two and a half two full years, two and a little bit long, a little bit more. Because I was going to yeah, say two like two and a half ish. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, that's a, just a good example about these items and power ups that are coming into your game now, two and a half years into your game, right? Like, and your game was successful year one, and it changed, Absolutely. And adapted, and became better year two. Absolutely. And I would definitely say, you know, listen to your kids and how, um, and their ideas, like my students at the end of every quarter and really throughout the semesters, they'll be throwing me ideas of things I should do. And I listen to them and I incorporate them in because they're the ones that are playing it. And if they have some good ideas, then pretty good chance that those ideas are going to work well. So I'm definitely be in tune to how your kids are responding to it and, um, I definitely added some new mechanics in this year to really draw in some kids that were that were into the game, but I wanted them to be even more immersed than they were. And so, um, and it and it was a game changer. I mean, it really it it added this full this full new dimension to the game that hadn't been there the year previous. And so, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you're going to continually tweak things and and change things and you might have a different dynamic class dynamic one year to the next and so what you know what um one mechanic that may work really well one year with one group of students may may not work quite as well the next year and so you're going to adapt that and and tweak things so that it fits your class because each class has a unique you know dynamic to it so, and you know, you can even, I mean, if you just want to just jump into this and not feel like you're even gamifying a unit, there's a lot of fun little challenges and things that you can do um, just in a day that can give you that little taste of, of, of gamification that maybe can help you work into a more cohesive unit or semester class as well. So as you've gamified I, your class and done things you know we've talked about inspiration from like tv and we've talked about like building the game over time um all these concepts are are generally around the theme of gamification uh and again here on well played we're going to be talking with other well played members who who do just what tisha and i do on big scale small scale different classes different age groups uh, and you know we really hope that you continue this conversation with us. Um, Tisha, 
you, I know you have worked with other educators just as I have to get them to gamify as well. If you were to think of something that's been helpful for those new gamifiers, some tip, some trick, some maybe way to dip your toe in, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I tend to give people the same advice that you gave me when you were starting me out on this journey. I think find things that inspire you, you know, tap into your inspiration and then come up with a theme, you know, come up with something that you can run with. And once you start, um, latching onto a theme, then your, your mind will start spinning with ideas, you know, and, and things will start falling into place. But I think that really helps to kind of latch, to find that inspiration and to find that theme first, um, and then go from there. And I also would say that I would start, I would start small. I mean, especially if you are someone that this whole, like you love this idea, but it feels a little bit overwhelming to you and you just don't know how to wrap your head around it. And that was me. Like I did feel that way at the beginning. Like I don't know where to begin. Um, so just, you know, start with a small chunk. Maybe it's a unit that you really don't like teaching very much and you just want to breathe some life into it, you know, start there and, and see how it works, you know, and then if you like it, then, you know, maybe the next, the next unit you'll, you know, continue on and I don't know, maybe you'll decide to completely tweak it, whatever. But I think, I think, um, definitely don't, don't try to go too big if it's something that you feel like, you know, is it's overwhelming to you to begin with. You can start small and it's okay. So true to, you know, it's okay to dip your toe in. It's okay to give it a shot. And, uh, I too, I mean, that's the advice I usually give is the start small and definitely choose a theme. I couldn't think about any of this without theme. Uh, that is definitely going to be a, a whole show topic, probably a couple shows topic on well played. Uh, we'll try to make it one of our, you know, next couple next next episode or possibly one of the one after that about theme because it is such an integral part to designing your game and, and really getting started, I think. Right. So. Absolutely. And I think too, like, yeah. No, what do you think? I, I was just going to say that I, <laughs> I think that layering, you know, you think of this as a framework that you're layering over your curriculum. So I think sometimes people feel like, oh my goodness, I've got to totally change everything that I've ever done in my class. But you're still teaching the same content. You're still teaching the same curriculum. You're just layering this gamified, you know, structure over it. And so I don't know. I think sometimes that helps people to think of it that way, that you're not completely undoing everything you've ever done in education. You are, um, you're still teaching the same curriculum that you've always taught. You're just layering this mechanic on top of it to make it more immersive and make it more exciting. Yeah, I think that that's definitely something that's a strength of gamification. Uh, I think some of the other movements in education sort of ask you to set aside what you've done before, throw it all out no matter how good it is, and you must do this new thing, this new way to teach. And the, I think the cool thing about gamification is that it is, it's just wrapped around what you do, and I think it accentuates what you do. Uh, it can make an old unit a better unit. Um, it can make an old lesson more engaging, but at the same time, like you're not throwing out the old lesson. If you want to, if you want to start fresh, you can do that, but like it's by no means a requirement right. to, to pitch out the old. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know that that kind of helped me to think of it in that way. And I know that 
that has been helpful for other people too. So, and you know, there's, there's an amazing support system out there too of, of educators that are trying this in all subject areas, all grade levels, um, from K through higher ed. And so I think that's kind of the beauty of, um, community is that, you know, we're all better together and we're all continually helping support each other and, and giving each other new inspiring ideas to try. So you're definitely not in it alone. There's a lot of people that would love to help you and, and get you started. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, your point about being better together is so true. Um, I think we have an excellent community already started. If you want to check out hashtag on Twitter, hashtag, XPLAP, uh, great resource of people posting all sorts of things they find about gamification. Great blog posts getting posted there. Uh, some from Tisha and I, and and many from other people as well, who are you know just starting out on the process or two and a half years into the process or five years into the process, and just sharing out all sorts of ideas. And the the thing that's so wonderful about gamification is. It is so easy to steal from each other. <laughs> I mean, so many of these game mechanics aren't intimately yeah. tied. They're not intimately tied to the person's game. You could totally pull out one of my items or I could totally use one of Tisha's, you know, ideas for a group, you know, situation. I mean, it's so easy. So when people write these blog posts and you read them, you're like, oh, I could, I could totally do that tomorrow. Like, I'm going to do that. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, check out that hashtag. Um yeah. And, you know, in the show notes, we'll put uh, a link to Tisha's blog and my blog as well uh, for other ideas. Um, but there, there are plenty out there and we are better together. And, you know, it's such an exciting adventure to go on. Um, while we're talking about hashtag XPLAP that I want to just mention that there's a weekly Twitter chat that Tisha and I run where that too is just a wonderful share out of ideas and things that are easily able to take and go and use right away. Yes, it's amazing. And you just, you know, that hour is one of my favorite hours of the week because the amount of ideas and inspiration that's thrown out is just absolutely incredible. And, um, and it's such an encouraging community too. I mean, everybody is so just supportive and um, really helps validate some of the things you're doing that you you know, you throw out your ideas and you have so many people that are encouraging you and, and giving you, um, you know, additional tips to help you even take that maybe idea further than you even thought possible to go. So love for you all to join in in that community. Um, it's it's truly amazing. Well, uh, Tisha, I think on that note, I think we're going to end episode one tier. I can't believe our time is up. Uh, I just love and could talk about this all day long. I know you could as well. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I love this. I love being able to chat about it and super excited for our first episode. It's awesome. So everyone, thanks so much for joining us today on Well Played's first episode. We'll be coming back soon with another exciting conversation about making learning happening and making it engaging. Uh, please connect and share your ideas with us on Explore Like a Pirate or our SoundCloud page or our new, our very new hashtag WellPlayEDU. Uh, check out the show notes for more details and resources. You can find me at Mr. Matera and you can find Tisha at Tish Rich. 
As always, we hope you have a playful day and discover something new today. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.